0: Across America and around the world, famous vintners and favorite destinations. We share the stories behind the wines. Welcome to Vintage, hosted by the voice of wine, Brian Bushlack.
1: An all-star lineup of vintners and chefs in Destin, Florida on the final weekend in April to celebrate and support the Destin Charity Wine Auction, where they crushed it with $3.6 million raised. That's a new record again this year, so $3 million going to the kids in need, 16 charities benefiting from this amazing event. And this truly is a national and international event. Famous vintners on hand, including Jean-Noel Formeau, This is a great story. The French government sent him to the Napa Valley in 1980 to spy for six months. And this son of Bordeaux sent a telegram back to them that read, Looks good. I stay. (laughs) Almost 40 years later now, and he's a fixture in Napa Valley and not afraid to offer his opinion on the world of wine ratings. The wines themselves and what he first saw in the Napa Valley when he arrived in
2: 1980. My first impressions were that uh, you had a lot of people with a lot of passion and that it was an extremely energetic, dynamic, enthusiastic valley. Um, The quality of the wines for some winery was good, for some other wineries, too rich for me. And that's basically what I still think about some California wines. So when I look for my winery, I look at vineyards on elevation. So far, we do not have the same heat. And therefore, we do not have the same level of ripeness of fruit. And we keep a stronger natural acidity. So, of course, uh, when you come from Bordeaux and you arrive in Napa Valley, it's a cultural shock. But, you know, um, in life, you adapt to everything. And uh, it was my choice. I love it. I don't uh, look back. No
1: going back. So six months, you're supposed to be there, and you end up staying. And here we are, 30, 35 years later. Uh, Put in perspective what it's been like over the last three decades, the growth in the California industry.
2: Well, you know, when I arrived in Napa Valley, there were 72 wineries. We are basically around 900 today. So it's not the same thing. When I arrived in Napa Valley, there was passion now there is money that's not the same thing either passion was at every level owner, winemaker, whatever today passion is at the winemaking level owners have money it's very different also the industry has changed because of the press you know and the press has been absolutely fantastic for creating awareness and creating enthusiasm for people to discover wine but the excess of the press is basically the rating system And the saddest thing that happened to wine really the last 30 years is that it became a number. And number doesn't make wine for me. Uh, When you uh, make love to your wife, you don't say tonight it was a 98. You are feeling. And feeling has no numbers, okay? Because feeling is is something inside. It's not a brain thing. But number is a brain thing. And since wine is supposed to touch you, to create an emotion, the same way a piece of art does... I do not associate that with number. But in the meantime, the American DNA is extremely quantifiable. America loves tangible success, money, things that you can control. You don't control your emotions. And wine for me is about emotions. So I still, after 35 years, probably one of the best kept secrets in Napa Valley because I don't have any press. uh, But look, it has been fantastic. It's the way I want it. And, uh, you know, I will never accept in my mind that the rating replace your own taste. My mission is that every American understand, they discover their taste, and once they know their taste, their taste will never let them down. I ask you that for a
1: very specific reason, because when I started the show 15 years ago, I made a point that I was never, ever going to rate wine, I was never even so much maybe recommend wines here and there because everyone's different. So I, I appreciate your philosophy and your approach uh, to not doing that because, in so many cases, that can prevent people from trying
2: new wines or ex- or having new experiences. Right. Well, you know, if you put a bottle on the table and you say it got ninety-eight, nobody has a nobody has a heart anymore. The brain is taking over, and. Uh, you had a bottle of wine that was fantastic. And you had the same bottle of wine that was not as good. Or oh, too bad you had a fight with your wife, okay? So how do you want the wine to be as good as when you just made fantastic love, okay? It doesn't happen that way. And, you know, in America, we do not respect that feelings. We do not respect our moods. But really, wine is about mood. You know, when tell, somebody tell me, oh, you know, this wine is a 98, I say, were well, you in a 98 mood? Okay? Because it's only a 98 if you are in the mood to receive it. But if you are in 27 mood, you are not going to have a 98 experience. It's not that I reject the system because I think it helps a lot of people. I am just very proud that my customers at the VGH. hotel have not endorsed that system completely or they, they came away from that system and they believe in their own taste. And their own taste is not difficult. I mean, the first time I was introduced to Salvador Dali, I did not like it. But then a friend of the artist took me and described a painting for me. And in ten minutes it was I was enlightened. So everything is a little work. Okay? And a glass of wine, every time you have a new glass of wine, you enter a new relationship. And if you enter a new relationship, you need to have a time to discover this person. And you need to give that person the time to seduce you. You need to give the wine the time to seduce you the same way.
1: Are we too far? down the ratings road to back up and unwind that and re-educate American consumers to this approach? I
2: think American consumers are re-educating themselves. Uh, I think in many ways they have a better taste than the press in most cases because the press is in a little bubble. And women in America are so powerful. I think I am so proud of a woman here because... Women, as you know, they don't have a same ego than guys. So they cut through the chase. They like or they don't like. The guy, during that time, her husband is looking around and saying, what do I need to say? What do I need to do? What do because? because guys are tighter. Women are more free. And it's normal because women in our society uh, has the responsibility of everything, basically. And, and therefore, they are stronger than guys. And... Women are, are making the wine industry, the last 15 years, absolutely evolving, huge progress. And they let her husband buy whatever he wants, and that's fantastic. But they cut to the chase. So I don't think it's too late. I think the point system is a good system for people to feel, you know, that they can go there. And then little by little, they can discover if they want to go on another road. But to me, the path less travels are always nicer. What excites you
1: Right now About the industry And and where you're at In your career
2: Well you know uh, This is my 35th harvest In Napa Valley And I'm excited Every day So uh, I think The transformation That we see In Napa Valley Is absolutely fantastic The place That we acquire In the world Is fantastic Uh, I am also Now making wine uh, From my Formal label From uh, Sonoma In Sonoma Coast And Russian River And You know, uh, I used to have a winery and uh, buy grapes also now in Paso Robles. I think uh, what is happening in California is just just amazing. And it's amazing because the Californians were lucky. They could take the French, the Italian, you know, the mistake of everybody, and because Americans are so strong in process, correct all these mistakes. It's the same thing happening today in China. Nobody knows, but China is the second vineyard landowner in the world. And the wines of China are very, very good. So, you know, it's, it's amazing to see that the new, new producers are extraordinarily uh, prolific and quality-driven. So, for me, it's exciting. And honestly, when I get up every day, I get up with a big smile because I'm going to make wine, and this is what I love to do. It's a
1: great place to be. And, and talk about Destin. Uh... My first trip to this event, and uh, it's amazing the growth of this event over the past few years.
2: Yeah, and you know, I think it's, uh, so first of all, a winery my size, we sell everything direct to consumer, we are not in distribution. I could donate every case of wine I make, okay, because you guys are so charitable in America, but we have to stop somewhere and make a living. (laughs) But what is amazing is the generosity spirit of the American people. And also what is amazing, and I, 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 I tend to go and, and uh, support every uh, auction, that is children children-driven, because the children are our future. And whatever they, they have wealth or they don't have wealth, we need to take care of our children, because, because tomorrow they will be the new America or the new world. Of, and so this here Boys and Girls Club, they do fantastic things. Yesterday at the dinner that I was leading, we had uh, one little girl coming and speaking about her experience and how she was totally uh, in the gang and, and the Boys and Girls Club took her back and she's now graduating and going to college and things like that. And, you know, this has value. So we can provide money, but thank God we have people who provide for them passion and love and guidelines. And, and so I've, it's a pleasure to support
1: 35 years ago you left your home and you came to America and I get the sense there are absolutely
2: no regrets. Oh, I don't live life with regrets, you know, because uh, uh, the more mistakes you make, the more you learn. So it's okay. Uh, Life is an adventure and you need to to enjoy. Uh, I, I never, people sometimes ask me, do you miss France? If I miss, I go back. I mean, it's not difficult. You have a plane, you take a ticket, you know. So I don't miss things. I enjoy where I am. People ask me, where is home? Home is today in Destin because that's where I am. You know, I don't have a home. I have me and what I'm doing and the people I meet and I enjoy every minute of it. jean noel Formeau, owner and founder of VGS
1: Chateau Patel on the south side of St. Helena in the Napa Valley. Well, spectacular wines are certainly the centerpiece of the Destin Charity Wine Auction, but food is right there as well. They bring in the best chefs from across the region, and Chef Cindy Hudson has been at this event from almost the very beginning. Raised in New Jersey, she migrated to Miami, where she got her captain's license for sport fishing, and not only made a living, she became a rock star captaining charter boats, but she always had that passion for food and met Norma Shirley, known as the Julia Child of Jamaica, And the rest, as they say, is history. I'll let Cindy share her story and her love affair with the Destin Charity Wine Auction.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Growing up was awesome in New Jersey. But I always had a connection down here to, to the panhandle of Florida. My mom's history is Pensacola, Florida. Her parents are from Mobile, Alabama, and... You know, it, it's a connection down here that I've had from three years old. My grandparents lived in, in Gulf Breeze, so I came down all the time. And that's where I learned how to fish, actually, was was here.
1: So you had that Florida DNA growing up, right? So the cooking and being self-taught, um, you just had that passion from a young age, Right
0: yeah that's my dad's fault so was the fishing so was the eating um you know he would take us to all of us kids to great restaurants in new york city he'd give me an adult menu and my brothers and sisters would order off the kids menu because they wouldn't eat what i would eat and i was eating like frog's legs and all kind of raw oysters and and, and that's his fault He really taught me about food And um, you know, Sundays he was the guy that cooked at home Same thing I do And uh, my mom hated cooking She just liked to be a part of whatever was going on She was part of the party But she didn't want to be stuck in a kitchen So I went in the kitchen
1: You moved to Florida And I'm guessing didn't have a lot of money You, didn't, you don't just go out and start a restaurant So you get into chartering and fishing, which was your your other passion. Um, talk about that, because that's a man's business, and, and here you come. What was the reception?
0: The reception of me being a mate on a boat and a captain of a sport fishing boat and knowing how to rig ballyhoo, knowing how to fly kites, knowing how to put the right teasers on and all that, I mean, that floored them. And a lot of it I learned um, by a captain who's, who was actually my age, um, but he was a kid growing up and so was I and, and his name is Charlie Payton and he had a boat called the Seaboy and you know he would I would watch him rig baits and all that learned how to do it so then when I moved to Florida with that talent to South Florida and I went with no money whatsoever I packed up my, I had a Carmen gear, packed that up, moved to Florida much against my parents wishes and uh, and I took the six pack captain's license um did the coast guard courses everything i needed to do got my license and i tell you what i made darn good money and tips and everything because first guys and you know it's a man's thing guys would come to charter my boat and they'd come from the northeast and they'd see it was a female and they kind of look at me like oh boy this isn't going to be a bad day. And then I'd start rigging baits, and then I'd start gaffing big fish and bringing them in. And at the end of the trip, I got tipped so much money on top of them paying for the boat. They also tipped me really well. So I was a young girl with flashing money around. I was good.
1: Those are good times. So, okay, then you make enough money that dream number one becomes a reality again. Um when did you know that you were going to pursue that? I mean, really know.
0: I didn't really know till I was going through a divorce with my husband. And I met Delia Shirley, who is my partner in business and in life now. And um, he threw me into the kitchen. He knew how I could cook. He knew um, because of mutual friends and I'd cook at parties. And I was going through the divorce. I needed a new job uh, because my family business was importing coffee and Jamaican food products out of Jamaica. But that was with my soon-to-be ex-husband, so it was kind of touchy. Yeah. And he said, do you need a job? I'm going to open a restaurant on South Beach. Do you want to you uh, work with me? And I said, yeah, I do need a new job. That'll be fine. And so we built out this restaurant. I, all along, thinking I was front of the house, never once did he say to me, you're going to be back of the house because... His mom was a famous Caribbean chef, Norma Shirley. She was considered the Julia Child of the Caribbean. So he says to me, you know, we'll open this restaurant. All along, I'm assuming it's his mom going to be the chef. Uh, Came three weeks before opening. He said, you need to write a menu. And I said, what? That's your mom's job. And he said, I can't work with my mom. Why do you think I'm leaving Jamaica? (laughs) We fight all the time. So he said, no, 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 we're going to. Do this together, you're going to be the front of the house. I said, you're going to lose every penny you borrowed because I don't know how to order. I know how to cook, but not like in a restaurant. And uh, he said, I'll help you with ordering, you'll be fine. I cried and cried and cried for months and months until I was burning myself, cutting myself. I was had no proper equipment because I didn't think I was going to make it as a chef. I was going through the final stages of my divorce. It was miserable. Then... A food writer came, unbeknownst to me, he was sitting outside, and he was from USA Today. And the article read, of The Jewel of the Caribbean on Lincoln Road on South Beach. And that was the day I stopped crying and knew I could do it.
1: And back, I mean, what was on Lincoln back then? I mean, there wasn't a whole lot, right?
0: No, there was nothing there. Matter of fact, every morning, the homeless um, people, we would have to wake up you know, clean the front porch and feed them. We would feed them and then they'd go on their way and not come back till we closed at night. But that's all it was on Lincoln Road and all our friends said, you're out of your mind. Why are you opening on Lincoln Road? You'll never make it. Well, it was quite the success. One leap led to another and we expanded and met really the right movers and shakers in the restaurant business that we needed to know and we expanded. So
1: if you had to describe what you do How would you describe it?
0: I cook off the cuff. I'm ethnically um, driven. I like ethnic backgrounds and the cultures and where the food came from and and why and how it went from land to land. And so I like to combine a lot of that together. Um, I just basically, yeah, I cook off the cuff. I do a lot of work with different organizations. I'm currently working with the Miami Cancer Institute. They asked me to be their chef. Um, their, well, they call it celebrity chef, but I don't like that name. I'd rather be like culinary ambassador for the Cancer Institute. And I create dishes to help with healing from within. And, you know, people say it's so expensive to buy organic or buy this and buy that and buy healthy, but it's more expensive to get sick. So that's what I try to convey to the people that I work with.
1: And talk about this event. Uh, you know, obviously you have lots of uh, personal close ties to this area and this region. Uh, what's it like to come back here now being who you are? You know, I know, okay, you're not a celebrity chef, but you are a well-known culinary professional, all right? And you come back here now um, to do good. It must, must feel special.
0: Well, you know, I've been doing this since the, uh, I I missed the first year. They invited me after the first year. So what's that, 12 years now I've been coming. And uh, for this event. And this event hits close to home more than just that my family's from this region. It's also that I have an older son who's severely bipolar, sometimes schizophrenic. And when they asked me to do this the second year, I started researching, well, what, where's the money going? What's it going to help? And, and my son kind of fell into some of those categories. And at that point in my life with my son, I, I, I didn't know where to go, who to turn to, or how to help him. And it was a vicious circle. And then I began having hope when I started seeing what, what this foundation is doing and what their goals are and who is involved in it. And they actually, at one point in my, maybe about my fourth year in, they actually helped me in placing my son somewhere where he could get help. Mind you, he didn't stay very long, but, you know, they were there for me, too.
1: Things definitely come around, don't they? What a great story. Thanks to Chef Cindy Hudson. Stop in Ortonique in Miami and sample her cuisine in the sun. Well, no trip to Destin and Miramar Beach would be complete without a stop at Tommy Bahamas Restaurant. You can't miss it. Right in the heart of the action on Grand Boulevard, a short walk from the auction tent where I'll tell you, many of us enjoyed ourselves before, a little bit during, and (laughs) after the weekend events. Uh, I've had this location on my bucket list for a long time, and now I can't wait to get back and visit again. What a great location this is for Tommy Bahama. And Pratt Shirley is their GM. He's a recent transplant to the Destin and Miramar Beach areas. And he certainly appreciates how special this location is.
3: It really is. This this community is as opened its arms to me as my wife and I are brand new residents of it. People have been extremely friendly. Uh it's actually humbling whenever you walk around town and people go, you're with Tommy Bahama? Let me tell you about the great experience that I had over there, and let me tell you about this, and what can I do for you? Real estate agents, everybody around town has just opened their arms and said, how can we welcome you into our town? How can we make your transition even even a little bit easier? Where would you come from? Uh, we were living in uh, Fairhope, Alabama, but prior to that, uh, we were in uh, Mississippi for 22 years where we – raised two boys and they're both at Ole Miss now and whenever they went to school we uh we decided to go for the beach and so now they get to come visit you here right uh they've already hit us we uh they had spring break up at Ole Miss and they came down along with uh five of their closest friends and uh took over our house and they had a great time we had
1: a great time at spring break so yes we we can count on that so in the time you've been here, uh, you know, migrating here, as so many others have over the years, uh, what is it about this place that makes it so special? Besides the people, I mean, everybody's so friendly. Uh, what is it in your mind that you like most here? Well, first of all,
3: let's, let's be honest. The, the beaches and the, uh, the water is, is it's just absolutely gorgeous. The scenery is, is very welcoming. They seem to take great pride in their community. And it's very clean, very nicely kept. All the uh, communities that we visited so far that we're looking at in homes, well maintained, very, you know, everybody takes a very, it's a sense of pride that that's in the community. So, you know, it's the people, it shows into their buildings, it shows into the work, it shows in the craftsmanship, it shows in the service that you get. Uh, you know, you go out and, you are from here but you they everyone still treats you like you're someone special and it's it's incredible i i've i've really enjoyed it and it's it's teaching me a lot of great lessons about just being part of the community
1: that's great to hear i've been to tommy bahama in naples sarasota coconut point to the marlin bar out here this is an ideal location along with those others i mean when you think tommy bahama i mean you're right here with this white sandy beach. And I mean, it's right out of a postcard, isn't it?
3: It really is. And I, I too have been to the Sarasota and Naples uh, units, which they are both beautiful in their own right. But I believe we have a very special location with a great patio. I mean, right now you're down during Wine Fest where our patio is so in demand because we sit in the middle of everything. Tommy Bahama at this location we sit in the middle of the entire shopping center. You can access everything with a five-minute walk. And that is that is phenomenal. So you can come in, you can have a little dinner, you can have an appetizer, you can have a cocktail, and you can actually walk out to another store and be back here in a couple of minutes. You can order your appetizers and do shopping and, and be back for the appetizers. So, so that's phenomenal. It really is. And the guest. The guests we have in here have been loyal to us for 12 years. I mean, I have people coming in here, and, and you talk about humble. They sit you down, they tell you about the steel drum player they've been listening to every Friday for, you know, 12 years. They come in for their, their happy hour, and it is it's amazing. And whenever they tell you their stories and, 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 and welcome you and go, you know, we've been waiting on you. And I I'm, I'm, I look at them and go, but you don't. No, we know we know about you. We've <laughs> already found out about you. And and there's, they just open open their arms to you. And yeah. what can we do to help you get adjusted? Let me tell you what works for us at Tommy Bahamas. They, they great feedback, yep. never negative, always great. It's yeah. it's it's phenomenal. The guest. Yeah,
1: it's uh it's got to be pretty cool for you to experience that. I mean, having been on the other side as a customer, a loyal. Tommy Bahama fan for so many years, and, uh, you know, you, you get that feel everywhere you go. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a special culture, isn't it? It is a special
3: culture. Walking into here, uh, once again, I, I don't want to overuse the word humbled, but when I walked in, the amount of time that some of the staff has put in to Tommy Bahama and to have uh, Dean come over to you and put his arm around you, who's been here since day one of opening and, and say this is our regular guest these are people that 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 you know live and breathe Tommy Bahama come over and meet them and you know let's get you introduced and for the you know the bar staff to come over and go look this I want you to meet all these new people and the chef that's been here and the and the the back of the house staff to come in and go do you know what's so special about this dish do you yeah. do you know and and they're teaching and they're not they're so helpful. It's, it's, it, it really is. It just, it, it blows your mind how people put their arms around you and go, let's, you know, we're so glad to be a partner with
1: you. And it really, it, it, uh, it affects you in a different way. It's, it's quite special. What's cool traveling the country, going to different Tommy Bahama restaurants or islands, as you call them, uh, is the consistency, right? And the menu, you know, there's a little bit of variation, obviously, with the Marlin Bar and whatnot. But uh, you've got such an amazing menu and it feels like you know you're coming home when you go to Tommy Bahama right when
3: you walk in you know exactly what you're you know yeah our guests have an expectation and whenever you surpass that expectation and you you know they go I've had the ginger crusted uh mahi you know everywhere y'all did an excellent job tonight and whenever you hear someone tell you that and they go I've had it in naples or i've had it in sarasota or i've had it in one of the other locations i've had it everywhere but tonight it was exceptional and we love it every time and i go well have you tried this <laughs> i don't want to try anything else that's what i love <laughs> and and you're right it's like coming home they know exactly what they're walking into They're, they're the consistency of the product and the in the just the pure pleasure in watching the staff put into it i mean when they put it out they're proud that product's not going to go to the table unless it's it is exceeding people's expectations,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. and and that's what's so special about it. You're absolutely walking in. You know they know that the uh, blackberry barbecue ribs. You know they know that the mai tai is going to be the same mai tai they get. You know it it is yeah. is and I think that's what brings back our guests time and time again. They they understand we have we have people here, Brian that eat with us four or five times a week four or five times a week i mean we are their dinner house
1: if i lived here i'd eat here four or five times a week i (laughs) promise you that (laughs) no it's it's great to be here and uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule uh to share this with us and uh, speaking of that menu uh what are your favorites on the menu or can you pick a favorite (laughs) that
3: is that is so unfair uh of course, the macadamia, uh crusted uh, nut crusted uh, snapper is is absolute a favorite. Uh, cream brulee, wow! Pineapple cream brulee, what a unique unique presentation yeah. and the flavors. Never experienced that until I had it here. Uh, our coconut shrimp are, are oh. fantastic, but yeah. we serve and we uh, we serve a lot of it. But our tuna pokey. Yeah. is unreal you know the blend of the fresh guacamole and the nice uh, ahi tuna and a little bit of wasabi sauce it is unreal wow that's awesome
1: yeah. you got the key lime pie here too please tell me oh yes we have the key lime <laughs> pie and we
3: sell we sell our macadamia and shortbread crust with that key lime pie is the most unique key lime pie anywhere really anywhere and we have everybody that tries it here goes okay hands down you're the best
1: i agree because we first had it i think in maui maybe 10 years ago and every every key lime pie i've had since then i'm like this is not key lime pie <laughs> you're you're exactly right and that's what we get whenever we go out to the table you uh you're sitting
3: there and you'll have a table of six and they'll they'll go look we've heard three things we got to have the piña colada cake we've got to have the key lime pie and we've got to have the creme brulee so i'll let them we'll get them all out to the table and we'll go by a little bit later and i'll go okay so who wins the battle we really love this we really love that but the key lime pie we will be back for every single time and there's a lot of times the people before they leave can we buy a key lime pie to go
1: yeah you do that
3: oh yes absolutely absolutely as long as we have the stock in the back we will do it and if you call us we'll make any of the desserts
1: for you I may be taking one of those on the plane with me back to (laughs) Seattle now that I know that I can do that I might be taking more than one Uh, so this place is just uh, uh, quite the setting too I mean the different restaurants are unique in their own way obviously Naples being the first Tommy Bahama restaurant and that's you know i guess that's where tommy bahama lives most of the year is in naples right but he circulates around florida and travels up here and visits you guys too we know that right the at least the fictionary tommy bahama (laughs) um but this this is a real open airy feel here you got a huge bar i mean this i was in here last night uh toward the tail end of happy hour because i knew if i came during happy hour i wouldn't find a seat so but i did get a seat right right there at the very end of happy hour right around six o'clock and uh, it's great to see i mean the atmosphere in this location is definitely unique
3: it really is and not only is the uh bar very unique for this area because it is it's a it is the focal point of this restaurant yeah. uh other than our garden room which opens completely to the patio we do mat we do well this uh this sunday we have um, uh a hundred-person party that will be opening the patio, and we'll be seating the patio and our garden room, which opens up into a large outdoor theater. Is is the best way to put it? Because you can sit out there and enjoy not only when wine fest is in town, you can enjoy all the activities that are going on out, out in the garden. Uh, if you walk, all the private spaces in this restaurant, you can you can go from a, a small intimate business meeting to a large wedding reception where everyone's having fun, including, you know, other guests, they're, they're having fun with you. And I think that is one of the greatest moments in, in this Tommy Bahamas. It is fun. When you walk in, you're relaxed. You, you know, the consistent product, you're not worried about that. You don't worry about what's at home anymore. You know, you worry about the, you don't even worry, you know, the next two hours are worry free. And that's what's so unique about us. And whenever you walk around, you know, and off this large bar and you're sitting across and you're staring at our Tommy Bahama beautiful shirts and, and dresses and everything else in retail and you're having a cocktail and going, wow, you know, that shirt's for me. Yeah. And okay. you can get up and walk 30 feet and, and have that Tommy Bahama shirt. And whenever you slip that shirt on, you go, that's just like the Mai Tai I just had. It fits perfectly.
1: Great seeing you, my friend. Thanks for taking time out. Thank you. It's been my pleasure, Brian. Thank you. Pratt Shirley, GM at Tommy Bahama in Destin, Florida. And you know I gained 10 pounds on this trip, and it was worth every single ounce. <laughs> Thanks to Pratt for the warm welcome already counting down to next year's trip to Destin. If you'd like to learn more about the Destin Charity Wine Auction Foundation, their website is dwcaf.com. Org. Again, dwca This event, the final weekend in April almost every year. So mark your calendars for April 24th through the 26th, 2020, and we'll see you in Destin.
0: Vintage is a presentation of Feedback Media. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.